0: Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and I have with me Rita Soloris, the CEO of OmniSend. His company is an omni-channel marketing platform that helps e-commerce businesses growth hack their operations and sales through automation. OmniSend has helped over 50,000 businesses in 130 countries justify their marketing spend by reducing customer churn and boosting marketing ROI. A passionate entrepreneur, Rita has bootstrapped many startups into multi-million dollar enterprises. He and his dynamic team are inspired to make businesses' ecosystems more conducive for small businesses and SMBs. On this episode, Ritas will share his bootstrapping experience and insights. He will also objectively weigh the pros and cons of bootstrapping a business. Before we get started, let's take a short break to talk to my listeners. Startup or enterprise, all businesses need to be digital savvy these days. To get started with digital marketing, Shane Barker Consulting can provide expert services pertaining to content marketing, influencer marketing, product launch marketing, and online PR. We offer fully managed services and expert consultations at competitive rates. For detailed information or a free quote, check out our website, ShaneBarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. And now let's get back to talking to Reedus. Um, You know, another thing I wanted to talk about was um, just your success that you guys have had, about how you guys have bootstrapped your business. I mean, for me Um, because I know how hard it is to grow a business. And, you know, for my audience, it's, you know, some small, medium-sized, larger businesses, uh, you know, enterprise businesses. Um, But I also want to talk to the entrepreneur about how, what it takes to bootstrap a business. I mean, you guys, I mean, right now you guys have what, uh, over a hundred employees. You're like helping over 50,000 stores and you guys are in 130 different countries. And that's in what, six years? Seven years. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's awesome, man. Trust me. I talk to a lot of people and I work with a lot of companies. That is no easy feat. So I'd, I'd like to kind of pick your brain a little bit about, um, I don't know, like what are the, for you, what were the pros and cons of choosing to bootstrap your business? Obviously, like, you know, you guys go ahead and taking it from the beginning.
1: So you know, at the very beginning, actually, it took us a couple of years to really uh, start earning some money. So initial uh, two years after launch of a of a, of a product that was uh, that was still a side business uh, and the agency and digital marketing agency was the main business and uh, and we kind of we saw a good initial traction that people were like exploring our product and trying to find but we didn't manage to find the right uh, pricing model to really start earning some cash from that <laughs> yeah. so that that was initial challenge but yeah in the past uh, five years I would say after after we kind of identified where actually the value monetizable value is for our customers it took off so like initially we were trying to raise money but email seemed to be an old school and really kind of done deal I mean it's mm. like I would say I would go to the VC and say, okay, I'm gonna produce like leather shoes and he would say come on it's chat bots all those sexy things and email who cares about email so uh so that's what kind of like initial and I'm, I'm not I mean I'm transparent with that so initially we just didn't succeed in raising money yeah. because nobody was interested in investing us but uh now i'm really i'm really happy that it happened and you know we don't call ourselves bootstrapped we call ourselves uh, customer funded and um, ah, i like that, that that's yeah that's you know, that, yeah customer funded because that's uh, kind of a tweaken that and it's a bit different approach so we basically we don't have like annual contracts or something so our customers are paying us on a monthly basis that mm-hmm. means that each month we have to fundraise again and again and to prove our value for tens of thousands of merchants and that's the biggest pro of this model is really that really you have to put all your customers and their needs and their value you can create for them at the core of everything, at the center of everything. Otherwise, you're just going to fail in this model. And it's way, way better because once you raise some cash, like some fund from one, two, three, five VCs, actually they are becoming your main customers. Because you as a business, you have to multiply value for them and your customers are only the tool, is only the tool to multiply your investors' uh, investment. In bootstrapping or being customer funded, it's completely different because your customer and your investor is exactly the same. And then you put your customer at the very, very core of everything, like everything. So that's the main pro. Um, the cons, I didn't see much. Yeah, right. You, I got I to gotta keep my company.
0: You know, the, the thing is, is, I love your, the way you look at things. I love the way you look at that because it really does, the minute you take a dollar from a VC, and I'm not saying don't, but there's definitely, you know, I always talk to my clients and say, listen, there's upsides and downsides. One of the downsides is you're you're giving up a piece of your company and somebody else another ceo could come and push you out of the way if it you know they want that to happen I and mean, sometimes that's needed but you know i think the, the 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 good part about like what you said is that it's like hey you know if you have vc money now you're playing for the vc you're not playing for the customers as much right like as now it's like if they're saying hey you need to do this 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 and this and you're like well but the customer needs this this, this and this but you have to do things to generate sales that maybe isn't best for the customer it's best for the vc because you need to hit certain you know, multiples or numbers. Um, and I think it's a, that's an interesting way of looking at things because in it, it's, you have, now you're, now you have a wife and a girlfriend, right? And you're trying to figure out like, what do I do? Like, who do I spend time with? Right? Like, and, and that's just, that becomes a difficult situation. I mean, I've, I've never had a wife and a girlfriend, but I've heard from friends that it's difficult, right? That's not some, my wife is amazing. So why would I go find a girlfriend? Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's the hard part, man. I, I didn't, I, that's uh, funny when you look, when you said that, I was like, God, that makes total sense to me. It's like, now you're you know you're you're hustling for somebody else because you have to yeah. you know use yeah. the money fast you have to yeah. do this and it's just a different situation different mindset then you're having to change things mm-hmm. up um i love that and i love customer funded i love that that's so better because bootstrap sounds kind of like i don't know imagine a guy in big boots or something yeah. the customer yeah. funded, it's like you know you got the people that are saying i'm going to give you some more money this month because you're doing a great job and giving us some great features Um, So I love that. In
1: our our case, it's it's really kind of even practical. It's 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 a model because our customers are paying in advance for coming month. So we basically are believing that we're gonna create value for them in coming month. So they are paying in advance. So that's 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 again and yeah and bootstrapped something like you know out of your own pocket uh, that you kind of just were rich enough to self fund the business or something like this. Yeah. So that's why I like you know and another thing like very very great pro of of being this customer funded is kind of uh having constraints always that you have to really find the most creative ways to grow because you have limitations and you don't have like uh, you know some cash to burn and uh, which opens you kind of when you're trying multiple like like endless experiments you're running at the same time etc so you kind of really have to be more picky about what what strategies do you apply what what channels do you do to do, do utilize to go to market and all those things so so that, that basically that's a thing i love as, as well and i believe a lot of people working for formless and really admires a lot as well because because it unleashes their creativity although it's not yeah. that easy
0: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, the thing is, it's always easier when you got a VC and have money, but the problem is, is, and there's going to be a point where you're, you know, you got to have a a certain burn rate and there's certain things you're doing. And if it doesn't work, then you've just wasted a lot of money. I mean, that's kind of the thing when you're grimy and bootstrapping and kind of saying, Hey, listen, we got to evaluate every dollar because it's, you know, we, we don't always know if that next dollar is coming. Right. We got to be able to have new features and test new things and constantly be pivoting and, 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 you know, going with whatever, whatever direction you need to go in to keep the business going. So yeah, I definitely have, you know, a lot of respect for people. Great VC money. That's awesome. But people that have actually done it without VC money is, is a, it's a different ball game for sure. Um, that's, and I think everything happens for a reason. So you were told no at the door of a VC multiple times, all kinds of times. You're like, Hey, bet you wish you invested now, huh? Yeah, that's right. Now look at us, huh? Email marketing still works. I told you that's funny. So <laughs> Do you, do you have any, any tips for entrepreneurs that are starting off that need to bootstrap their business? Do you have anything that you learned through that whole process?
1: So I would say kind of like, again, as I said, like a couple of years, we were uh, struggling a bit to find uh, ways actually monetizable customer pain. So that's, that's the main thing is really like find the monetizable customer pain. What kind of pain for that kind of customer, for what kind of customers uh, can you solve? And if you start solving this this problem for your customers, they will be willing to pay you uh, less, of course, than when you help them to earn or to save. Uh, but basically, yeah, you can you can increase their, if it's B two B. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about B two C businesses, so like being transparent here. So not, not that smart advice I can give for those who are let's start starting on B two C startup. Um, Outside of e-commerce, yeah, I know a lot about e-commerce, but okay. but if it just, you know, starts a business or something, like a like startup for B2C, so but I don't have much uh, of an experience there. But B2B is really like, it's all about business. It's all about creating value for those businesses. So identify that pain. Uh, start solving it and that's the most important thing and continuously do that do that do that because definitely there will be more more competitors appearing in the market at at the same time market is uh, like dramatically changing uh, always so keep of keep your focus on monetizable customer pain. and the second tip i would always love giving is really just you know start doing now the same as with like tip four E-commerce marketers, when to start email SMS marketing? The best time is due now. So uh, the same time, the same for any any business. Just you know, start doing now and bring to the market as soon as you can. Uh, it's going to be a shitty product initially. That's great with that, but that's where you start.
0: Yeah. I mean once again, everybody has everybody's product they brought to market was terrible, right? I mean, just that's just how it is because it's not was, gonna be perfect. Dude, yeah. Come on. Yeah, because it's
1: terrible <laughs> when product, look respect, and- back back to what kind of product we were like four years ago. I can't imagine why someone was paying for that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the thing, and it's like, well, they were paying for it, and now it's like now you add all these great stuff and all these great features, you're like, Man, now okay, now it's worth it. Now it's worth the price. But back that's then it was like just please keep playing. We know that it's not great, or maybe we thought it was great, and we didn't know there was another level to making it great. Now we do, and we apologize. You know, but we'll continue to work hard for you and make more features and make it so more people like the product. I love that. So, um, so what is you know? So we kind of talked about this. You guys have what? You guys have a hundred plus
1: employees. How many employees do you guys have? How many offices too? You guys have? You guys are all over. Yeah, so we currently have 150 i getting getting close to 150 employees and uh like physical offices we do have uh three and uh, yeah it's like four of about so um 130 out of those are based in Europe and like 20 people are in the United States, which is our main market uh, revenue-wise. Uh, so uh, United States and Canada is significant as well for us. So yeah, so that's basically business development and customer success management is it, it, there. So yeah, so we're kind of hybrid organizations. So we have like free physical offices and, and then people working remotely currently we're all remote yeah but but (laughs) when it's when it's not COVID, it's kind of a hybrid but there are Mm -hmm. some people working remotely globally and there are some physical mainly like and we divide like mainly uh, engineering and like product part we 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 prefer them meeting uh, at least like a few times a week uh, in office and like all the go-to-market marketing partnerships etc it doesn't matter where people are absolutely
0: yeah that makes sense. And then are you willing to tell us, what is your MMR? What, where are you guys at, man? I know you guys have been uh, been striking away at this thing and doing big things. You mind uh,
1: letting the audience know where you're at with that? No, that's okay. Yeah, we are, we are at 2 million uh, monthly revenue. Yeah, man. You, you got a smile at that.
0: He, I, so I'll tell you guys, this is a podcast. He's He's been nothing but smiling. He said 2 million. He gave me the serious fees, but I know you've got to be excited about that. That's That's awesome, man. You guys have built... There we go. So you guys, now I'm seeing the big old smile. There we go. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. You guys have really, really worked your butts off to, to get there. So that's 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 huge. That's huge. So, man, this is uh, this is what we call. I'm. I'm I feel. I think we have pulled enough information from the, the genius himself, right? Talking about SMS and email marketing. Um, I want to talk a little bit. I, I go into, like I said, I've always said this. This is our our fun section, which once again, I'll say this again. I don't feel like the other sections weren't fun. I feel like they were fun. I feel like we had a good time. But these are the questions that we're going to ask a little bit outside of business. Um, And this one is going to be interesting for you because I know that you're a traveler, right? You said, listen, I'm used to traveling and moving and shaking. So there was one place that you could go to in the world for free. Um, Where would that be? And once again, we're going to put it, it's COVID free. So we don't even have to wear a mask. This is like the, this is like a miracle place. I mean, that we, that we can't even get to right now, but where, where would you, where would you go to? Where would be the place that one place in the world that you'd go to?
1: Yeah, because it's COVID. So, you know, when you just ask a question first, first idea was anywhere, anywhere where I can can fly. (laughs) I can pay for that. That's okay. No need to get it for free.
0: <laughs> I know. I threw in free. That way, you don't have to worry about it.
1: Um, you know, if it's like free of charge, so, and if it's a trip, so I would kind of like, you know, around the globe, I would like to travel like, uh, in one, let's say around the globe in one week, just a sprint. Landing nice. somewhere, just exploring for yeah. So I would I would take that kind of. View. There's no one sole place which I would say is probably the most favorite for me where I've been, or maybe I'm just dreaming to go. But but yeah, I think there are. Um, maybe awesome. that way.
0: Why not? So you want to go over the whole world? We just keep taking you different places because it's because obvious it's on me. It's for free, right? So that's well, why would you not take advantage of it? Most people are like okay, I could pay for you know, one place, but you want to go the whole world, so that's going to be a little more expensive. I'll have to talk to the team. <laughs> And see about funding your world yeah, please, trip to, to take care please, of that for please you. Do it. Please
1: do it. Please, was,
0: do. it was funny. One of my my past interviews, the guy that I was interviewing, he goes, uh, "Am I taking my family or not taking my family?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, and that's a great question. He goes, "I just, I just want to know if I'm bringing them or not because that's gonna, that's gonna be a different trip." I'm like, "Is one trip like Vegas? Like, if your wife's not going, and then if it's not your wife is going, then it's like Hawaii or something." So, anyways, I thought that was Hawaii, hilarious. Maldives, Maldives, yeah, yes, yeah, realized. Maldives. There we go. Yeah, I. It's funny. So I spoke in Sri Lanka. This was maybe two years ago now, and um, I didn't realize how close the Maldives was. And I was, it was actually at a hotel that I was uh, Cinnamon Hotel, in um, and in uh in sri lanka and i didn't realize how close the maldives was and when i got out there everybody's like hey you go to the maldives after this and i said no how far is it like hours i'm like no you gotta be kidding me i'm like i didn't well i didn't have my wife with me and i want to be out to like the most romantic place in the world and just be like hanging out single by myself or something not single but you know hanging out by myself so i was like anyways didn't didn't make it to the maldives but that's definitely on my list
1: so that's exactly what we did was Yes. So with my wife going to Sri Lanka and then Maldives as they are pretty close. So definitely recommend anyone going, planning to go to Sri Lanka that you have to take -hmm. a break at Maldives for a few Um, days.
0: I'm going to definitely be heading out to Sri Lanka again and also to the the Maldives as well. Um, So, all right, I got another question for you. So if you could choose any kind of superpower, what would your superpower be? To clone myself. That's a good one. Nobody said that. Dude, to clone yourself, my, I actually told my wife that I, I was like, oh. "Hey, I'm thinking about cloning myself." Like, not really, but you know, kind of. And she goes, "That's a terrible idea." She thought that was a tear. She goes, "I don't think we need two of you in this world." And I was like, "Is that a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing? Like, or do do you just not? I mean, he could help out and maybe like you know work on the house or something while I'm actually working." And she's like, "Maybe, but I just don't know if we need two. And I'm like. I don't know whether to take offense to that or if like we're still good or we're not good. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. sure, sure, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm cloned. Maybe I'm the
1: second version of Shane and you don't know that. Yeah. But Shane, I mean, if you promised your wife to kind of like to leave your second, uh, mm. second yourself somewhere outside your house and actually that she, she should never have to interact with two of you. Maybe she would be the one of you is always at the home or like assisting her, helping her. So, you know, it's all about, and I believe it could be conditional. So,
0: I, I think we would definitely have to come to terms with probably an attorney or something and say, okay, two Shanes can't be in the same room. Or this Shane has to be working on this over here, maybe in a little private area. You just kind of feed him a little food and some water and then the other Shane will be out. <laughs> you know maybe this other this first the second shane will have like you know better body and so he can have his shirt off but the first shane can't have his shirt off i don't know anyways there's a lot of details to work out but i like that the cloning would be nice because then it's like you could you know kind of divide and conquer literally divide and conquer you can divide up your dna and, and make it happen i like that that's a good one um so what about any what are any favorite books or podcasts that you listen to that maybe have like shaped your career your personality anything fun that you're like oh this is my go-to
1: So probably kind of like the best business book I've I've read. So uh, it's uh, Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. Because that's probably the only only, uh, business book which I really read about failures. Because all the rest business books about success stories... Which, of course, some of them are more open, and you do see that it was not that overnight success. That was really a long path and difficult path. But probably this is the only book which is really about uh, all the struggles, which definitely you always have struggles, and anyone who does business has struggles but like nobody's talking and especially when you start if you are younger when you just start you don't have experience and you think that okay everybody's succeeding around me i have read so many good blogs and good good books etc and am I a loser if i just you know fail with my business or maybe at first attempt etc etc so i think that's that's kind of a must read book for any any business person and like personality which like for personality probably like the book which made the, the the massive impact for me yeah, but I've read when I was teenager, so not sure how that would be book sounded for me now. That was Paolo Coelho of *The So someone treated it as a very pop book, but uh, but that's kind of the thing which I really took from that book is really that uh, entire world helps you if you you are living your own dream. So just you know follow your dreams, and uh, the world will help you. So that's probably the thing which I learned and really learned by heart and it proves itself. I love that.
0: I love it. You know, it's funny when they talk about, you know, the overnight successes and stuff like that. And there was a quote, it was somebody that says, yeah, it only took me 10 years to be 10 10 years to be an overnight success. You know, it's like, because it's just, that's not realistic. Like you have to be willing to as entrepreneurs, we have to be willing to take punches and it's hard. You know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people look at this and say, oh, you built a company like that. Oh, That's amazing. It's like, I don't know if you know what it takes to do that. I mean, I had one of my old businesses that I had, I I built it to 130 employees and it was crazy, man, that journey and that was in two years. It was insane growth. Wow. I mean, it was yeah, it was insane. But the thing was, is like, man, the amount of stuff that you go through as an entrepreneur, I don't know if people really understand that. Like being an entrepreneur is not easy. And, you know, not everybody, that's why I've given you guys such kudos at OmniSend is to be able to build something like that successfully um, is phenomenal. And Once again, kudos to you guys and what you guys have done on your Thank side. You. Um, everybody will include the um, the books that that has uh, just said um, in the actual show notes. Um, and then if anybody needs to get in contact with you, wants to know anything more about
1: OmniSend, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so definitely about omniscent. So it's omniscent.com, the best, the best source. And as mentioned, yeah, the ever is a blog and resource center, etc. So about about the, about the platform, test it out. It's also self self-service. You can just explore it. You can find a good good sources about that. And personally myself, I do prefer LinkedIn. Uh, As a communication channel, so really, really, or Twitter. Uh, I I don't like Facebook, but yeah, those, those old school, good email, right? It's at omnisend.com. I love this channel as well. Email. I've heard about email,
0: man. I'm Mm. man. I wish we should do a podcast about that. Maybe that's what we'll do next. That's a great idea. I would really
1: recommend, yeah. Email is still is still a good channel for, for marketing, I've heard somewhere. So maybe you should consider doing this topic.
0: Um, I just wrote it down on a piece of paper. I'm gonna to talk to my team later on today. This is awesome, great ideas. So you not only gave us this great podcast, you gave us a great idea about the next one, that would be email marketing. Who knew? Who knew? Nothing, nothing but gold. Thanks, Redis, for those amazing insights. It's no secret that bootstrapping a business is challenging, but today you shed some light on some more rewarding alternatives to bootstrapping. I'm sure that aspiring entrepreneurs listening are super excited to try that one out. A big thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Stay tuned for another exciting conversation on our next episode of the Marketing Growth Podcast.